I'm Kate Wheeler in studio with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said right here on 105.9 The Region. Thanks for tuning in. Well, Back to School is in full swing, and we are kicking off today's show talking to tech expert Amber Mack, who will be here with her Back to School smartphone selling guide. If you or your child is in need of an upgrade or you just want to get rid of an old one, Christine, you know, John still has a BlackBerry with the wheel on the side. I think that would be classed as vintage now. Yeah, I bet it would. (laughs) Absolutely. And if your confidence is in need of an upgrade, which mine is on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Well, you know, you just kind of look in the mirror and go, oh, my hair looks like a Brillo pad. What can I do? Mm. (laughs) Go go to Jason Cairns. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Stephanie Jackson, a co-active coach at Beacon Coaching and Leadership, is going to tell us how we can work on crushing that negative inner critic. And this must be the, you know, $69 million question, because every person I know has those moments, whether it's how they look or how they perform or, you know, whether they're doing their job right or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, with real estate sales up in the GTA, interest rates rising, and just recently sales data being made public, who knows? Did you realize that now you can find out what, you know, what your neighbor's house sold for, you don't have to know a real estate agent to get you that information. I didn't it's know all public. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, all I'm going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have personal finance expert Barry Troyes, and he's going to share some tips on how you can save as a potential or new homeowner, when you should start saving, and some other suggestions. Musicologist Eric Alper, who we love, is talking drummers who also sing in On the Record. And did you know that glaucoma often has no early warning mm-hmm. signs? We're going to be joined by Dr. Niru Gupta, a member of the Canadian Ophthalmological Society and Canadian Glaucoma Society, and Christoph Polis, a glaucoma patient uh, who are both here to remind us not to wait for symptoms to occur. Mm-hmm. Go visit your eye doctor before you have a problem. Absolutely. And closing out our show in our live studio sessions today, we have a reggae soul hop artist, Melodic Yoza, performing his new single, Hey Yous. And don't forget, we are giving away an Enforcer by L'Oreal professional prize pack built into a full lineup. Siri Expert Enforcer offers a range of shampoo, conditioners, and a mask. All no-rinse products. You can just go to whatshesaidtalk.com to enter, although I think the shampoo is indeed rinse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. Thanks again for tuning in. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. 
She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. With fall being a peak moment for buying and selling smartphones, thanks to back to school and the highly anticipated new iPhone release, tech expert Amber Mack has partnered with eBay Canada to teach Canadians how to trade in their smartphones before they trade up. She's in studio with us now. Welcome to What She Said, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so... What are some tips when it comes to selling a smartphone online for top dollar? Well, one of the most important things is to figure out how much your old phone is actually worth. Yes. I have maybe three or four old devices that have been collecting dust in my drawer. I had no idea that they would be worth anything. And thankfully, eBay has a microsite called ebay.ca slash sell my phone where you can go and you put in the model of your phone, the condition that the phone is in, the brand of the phone, all those details, and it will tell you how much that phone is going for on eBay. As one example, an old iPhone 6 I just looked up goes for about $240. So pretty substantial. Uh, my question would be, what condition is it in? Now, that is a very many splendored thing. My phone is possessed. Uh, Seriously, will, we think it, she can get more money for it because it's possessed. No, it, it literally, I can be in another room and it will just randomly start calling people. That's not good. No. no that is not good. And she has it, a new one now. Yeah. It will decide that it used to decide that today I'm I'm going to make pay attention to your your footprint or your finger. Tomorrow I'm not responding at all. And of course you go into Apple and if they can't replicate it on the spot, then our our we've tested it. It shows it's perfect. Well, it's not. Well, I mean, that's a perfect example of perhaps an opportunity if that phone's causing you too much trouble, if you've bought it outright and you can't upgrade, if you wanted to sell it. I would go in, and this is kind of my next tip in terms of clearing your phone, is saying, hey, I'm not going to use that phone anymore. I need to get a new device. Mm -hmm. And you can actually erase everything on that phone. Yeah. So the chances are that you're having these issues because of some little bug based on software or something like that. Oh, no, Amber. It's been erased three times. <laughs> really? <laughs> and reprogrammed. So we're going to sell that phone. I, I don't want to say user error. Error, but that's yeah. the next thing. Like, no, 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 no. This was done by Apple. Uh, Erased and re. No, no. no. She means she means because it has to be done three times. So, where? How do you know which platform can give you the best value, though, to sell it on? Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great question, and I think one of the things I've discovered through working with eBay, and I hadn't really thought about this before, is that this is the place that people go to sell phones. Number one, because you can get all these tools to help you through the process of selling. They have an app that will actually walk you through everything. Number two they have a global market. So if you're looking for an opportunity, so let's say, Christine, you want to sell your old phone and you think no one's going to buy it because it's possessed. Well, they have such a large market internationally that there's a chance that you can find a global buyer. So that's another thing to think about in terms of the platform where you're selling the phone. Let me ask you too, how involved are they in this? Because I thought about buying a phone. I ended up going to Apple, but I, I thought about buying something on Kijiji or selling something on Kijiji, but I'm just a little nervous because I've heard stuff that may not be true about Kijiji. I am not putting Kijiji down, but I just had doubts that they can, you can buy things at certain malls that look like a phone and the packaging's easy, and there's nothing in it. Yeah. So then when you drive away from the parking lot where you met the person, 
What's your recourse? No, that's a really great question. I think there's a couple of things. Uh, and again, this has been a learning process for me as well, because I haven't thought too much about the selling process in terms of selling old devices. One, um, in, in most cases on eBay, you'll get the money back guarantee. If you don't get what you anticipate you're going to get, then you'll have the money back guarantee. So that's you know incentive to go to that platform. The second is, and this is another thing that I learned along the way, is that 80% of products on eBay are actually new products. Mm-hmm. So you can get brand new devices on eBay that are in the box and you'll get them in the box. The second thing, they have something when it comes to phones. I don't want to confuse the people, so I want to make it as simple as possible. You can buy a new phone or you can buy a refurbished phone. And that means that it has been taken by a manufacturer or a reseller and it has actually been restored to its original settings and it works well. So you have that guarantee because a professional has actually restored that phone. That's called refurbished. Now, the other thing too is that people, uh, I don't know if if it's called something different, but where people have bought the phone. They've taken it out of the packaging. They've tried it for 10 days and decided, this isn't what I want. I wanted a bigger camera. I thought that the screen was different. So I want to trade it in and get the next one. So it's not really refurbished in the sense of refurbished. It's been used for 10 days and came back in the 30 days. And that's a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. And they would call those used phones, even if they are just slightly worn. So those are the three categories, the new, refurbished and used. And eBay spells that all out for you. Okay. And I gather that you should also consider including all your accessories that you had with that phone. Yeah, absolutely. This is something I didn't really think about. But if you think about old devices, you probably have a case, you have your charging cable. So if you are selling that phone on eBay, you want to make sure that you sell it with that case, with that that charger, because all of a sudden you're able to get a better price for that. So it's a good idea to package it. So you really have to kind of go out there and sell your phone and, and market it in some ways. But if you think about it, let's say I have three old phones right now, I can probably get two or $300 minimum for each of them. All of a sudden, that's almost a thousand dollars in my pocket versus just having these devices sitting collecting dust in a drawer, which is where mm. they are right now. And you can also you should like specify maybe free shipping in Canada, but yeah, what exactly. about internationally, if you do get an international buyer? Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, what you would want to do on eBay as one example is that if you are shipping within Canada, you want to offer free shipping, but factor that into the price that mm-hmm. you put on your device. Um, internationally, you want to just have the international shipping rates. That will be much more. So that will be something where you don't offer free shipping because it will be that much more expensive. Okay, Amber, where can people go to learn more about selling their phone the smart way? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to ebay.ca slash sell my phone. Uh, I think one of the cool things is not only is this great to put money in your pocket, but a big thing for me is just the fact that you're upcycling mm-hmm. and you're putting these devices into the hands of people who maybe can't afford that brand new iPhone that's just come out. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's terrible to throw stuff away. That's, that's exactly perfectly good. I yeah. feel bad about that. I do too, and that's one of the reasons I think we can should encourage more of this. So we're all going home today and doing that, are we? We are. We are. Okay. Money in your pocket, then we'll go to dinner. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Amber. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. 
trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KernsandCo.com. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Do you ever beat yourself up for not meeting your own high standards? Well, joining us now is Stephanie Jackson, co-active coach at Beacon Coaching and Leadership, who's here to help us crush that negative inner critic. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. So what is an inner critic? The inner critic is that bitchy voice that we hear um, that tells us we're not enough. Mm -hmm. So basically not good enough, not smart enough, interesting enough. Why would you do that? Nobody's going to listen to you. Who do you think you are? It's that voice. It's on a repeated track that we have just ingrained into, you know, our, our personal fabric that holds us back from doing the things that we truly want to do. We, we each have ideas, desires. Um, I mean, January is a great time, right? We write down our goals and our resolutions and, and what are the things, the dreams that we want to bring out mm-hmm. into the world. We all have longings and yearnings. Um, the inner critic shows up to tell us, oh, don't do that. That might not go well. So it's a pro- there's a protection around it and then there's also a motivation around it as well. But Essentially, it holds us back and keeps us in a rut and keeps us feeling restless and, um, you know, just stuck, basically mm-hmm. stuck. Do you think everyone has that? And, and where does it come from? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I do. I mean, I haven't talked to everybody in the world, no, but, but from, <laughs> no. from my own experience and from working with many clients, yes, we all do. Well, there are a couple of megalomaniacs that may not have it. A narcissist, you mean? Yeah. 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 Some psychotic people, but they actually do. There is... Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's... It's an insecurity. So an insecurity will show up and manifest as this arrogant attitude or will show up as somebody shrinking back and isolating. So there's two different ways. I mean, what we really want to do is get to this place where we stand our sacred ground and know who we are, know our own identity and are comfortable with that. But where does it come from? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you're you raising children, so you want to know that. So yes. you don't... Fear. I think it comes from fear, doesn't it? Fear of failure, fear of yes. all yeah. kinds of stuff, So I that's suppose. that's at the base of it. So what it sounds like is just what I said. Like, yeah, do you have an inner critic, ladies, that show up? That yeah, I, I think I, yeah. I think I'm What's a big one case? of Cinderella syndrome. I'm, well, when are they going to find mm. out that I, you know, I'm I'm I, can't, I shouldn't be doing this? Ah, you're fake. Yeah. You're gonna like the wool mm. is just gonna be pulled mm. out, and yeah, imposter sim- syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Christine, anything? Yeah, show I mean, up. I I yeah, I don't. Uh, I've been told this by lots of people that I just don't have. I mean, I, I, I look like I have self-confidence, mm-hmm. but I really don't inside. Mm. So it's low self-esteem, low self-worth. And you're right. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. So 
It typically starts when you're younger, and it comes from somebody who you've trusted, a parent or a teacher or grandparent maybe, and what they've done is they've, they've said something to you, and it, it's not intended to be negative. It's intended actually to protect you from something or to motivate you towards to motivate something, you. Yeah. right? So, But how we receive it is negative. And for example, um, uh, I have a friend who, you know, she, food was just a beautiful comfort and, and just a love language in their home. And so anytime that, you know, you're feeling uncomfortable or you didn't have a good day, it's like, oh, let's eat, you know, let's eat. And her mom noticed that she was starting to get a little bit chubby. And I was like, um, you know, honey, you might not want to eat so many cookies because you're getting to the dating age. And what boy's going to ask you out? Right? So Ooh. that's a motherly motivation of, yeah, I know. honey, don't eat so much because mm. you don't want to be overweight. But you hear it as, oh my goodness, I'm fat. Yeah, Nobody's going to like me. But, but okay, it's, I'm a mother of two daughters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Christine's a mother of two sons. But when it comes to daughters, I mean, I, I couldn't put a step right. You know, mm. I, I, I could walk across the room wrong. Mothers take a lot of blame when they are trying to phrase. So how do you phrase something like that? Mm-hmm. Because there's guilt attached to that, right? And yes. then there's shame. So you want you want to say something that is healthy, that's going to help them understand that who they are is really about their worth, that they are loved, that they are important, that they are creative, that they are solution-oriented. So for something like that, you want to be able to just talk about like transparently what the what, what health is and, and what the food does for you and, and what it's going to do to you. But um, just stepping back to, like, I have another friend and she's beautiful. She's a 50-year-old woman and she says anytime that she goes into a room where there's a party and there's a little group of people that seemingly know each other, she is instantly triggered by this bullying incident that happened when she was seven years old on the playground. Oh. So it's a trigger, right? And unless you can actually interrupt that trigger with something new, you are going to be brought right back to that seven-year-old you and you're going to feel all those emotions again, like, oh, no, they don't like me. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't even be here. And you will do things to avoid that. Uh, yeah, it was funny. It's funny that you're talking about with, with my children. Mm. I used to say to them, if they did something wrong, you know, I, I, I love you to pieces. I would lay down in front of a Mack truck for you. You yeah. are wonderful. Yeah. However, I do not like what you just did. I don't like the beha- this behavior, mm-hmm. and please, you need to change it. So I would separate the action from the person, and I thought in my head that maybe that might help because I was riddled with guilt about, you know... Yeah. Um, oh, no, what have I done to my kid? Because yeah. my, my, my mm-hmm. father was pretty strict, and, and condi- it was conditional love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I try- was trying not to be. So we react against what our parents did, too. Right. They, so, are, they were a different generation. So how do we get unstuck from this craziness? How do you confront your inner critic and say, exactly. go away? Yes. So there is the reactive, which you were just talking about, Christine, and then there's the responsive. So I like to call the reactive brain ow the owl brain, you're stepping on something that is compromising to me. So it feels pessimistic or cynical or um, you, there's a sense of bitterness and resentment that comes up. So all of those negative feelings, you just go, ooh, ow, you just hurt me. So what you want to do is reframe that and you want to turn that into a wow brain. Okay, how do I use this as an opportunity? How do I turn this into a positive? Because there's always the what if something goes wrong. And then there's the, what if it goes well? So give us an example. 
So in my own life, um, I'll take you back because a few years ago, I encountered a very major crisis. And um, and I felt rejection, which is like you were talking about, Kate. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is based in fear, right? Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of not measuring up, fear of rejection. Fear of not being liked. Yes, exactly. So I felt this rejection in my life, and it was it was deep. And I wanted to go back and figure out when did this actually happen and how did it happen so that I could go back and actually rescue myself out of that and say, hey, you know what? We're okay. We survived, and we made it. Um, and it was when I was nine in grade four. We went to Pioneer Village, and we were you know, pretending to be kids. Mm-hmm. And in a classroom, wearing our Pioneer clothes, I had to stand up and give my four times tables. Froze in the middle of it felt horrible, um, just wanted the ground to swallow up. And uh, to show um, you know, the, the class what would have happened back then, I had to sit in the corner with a dunce cap on. <laughs> so shame inducer, immediately I felt rejection, shame, embarrassment. And so I realized, oh my goodness, that's where it started. Right. And then I built up protection factors against it. So you know, in, in, when I'm coaching clients and doing workshops, I have a five stone approach. So kind of like David with, you know, the stones, you want to hit your Goliath. So my my approaches are using the mind so that you can do reframing. Then there's body, right? Body language is so important, the way that you stand. And even if you just tell yourself, hey, I got this, by putting your hands on your hips, standing up tall, and actually telling yourself that and feeling it within you. Mm -hmm. Then there's also um, the mind, or sorry, the spirit, because we are mind, body, spirit. You know, just gratitude journal. Three things that you love about yourself every day. And if you don't know what they are, ask your best friend or your mom or somebody who truly loves you. They will tell you, oh, you're this, you're amazing at that, you're so creative, you're funny, you're beautiful, you light up the room, and then believe them, like truly do that. And then the, um, the most powerful uh, tool that I have is called finding your inner leader. So we're, we're talking about this inner critic or saboteur um, or gremlin. Um, and what we want to do is go in and find our inner leader. And so I take people on a meditation. And basically your inner leader is where you find all courage, clarity, truth, and compassion. So how do people connect with you? Um, you can go to my website, beaconcoaching.ca. Mm-hmm. I'm currently running three workshops in the Stouffville area, and one of them is Crusher in a Critic. So this is really a 45-minute to an hour mm-hmm. um, session that I work people through. And honestly, they leave with tools and tips and exercises that they can transform how they're thinking, because really it comes down to that, and then believing that they are worthy. And the, the website is? Beaconcoaching.ca. Beaconcoaching.ca. And you also will do some things with people on, on the phone. There are various yeah. ways of working yes, with Yes, I people. can work one-on-one. So we can uh, work by phone. We can work by video conferencing. Um, again, all of that's on my website. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been awesome. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. 
She said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. With real estate sales up in the GTA, interest rates rising, and just recently sales data being made public, who knows what's going on with the Canadian real estate market? Well, personal finance expert Barry Choi is here now to share some tips on how you can save as a potential or new homeowner. Welcome back, Barry. Thanks, thanks. So let's go through the steps. Let's start with before you buy. you got to start saving. Yeah, yeah. So let's be clear. Like No one can predict the markets, right? So I'm not here to say where prices are going, but I'm going to try to help help you control your costs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, before the markets, if you think about it, you got to start saving first. Some basic rules. Uh, and, you know, it's easy for me to say save 20% down so you don't have to pay the CMHC fees. But I obviously understand that's very difficult to do these days. Well, with pricing, yes, <laughs> it's getting hard. Exactly. But the point is you want to take that money and put it somewhere where it's making you money. That could be a high interest savings account. So that's easy to make a little bit of interest. Because if you're keeping it underneath a mattress or in a common checking account, you're not making any money mm-hmm. whatsoever. Again, mm-hmm. I realize it's a small amount, but something is better than nothing. And people may not realize that if you're a first-time home buyer, you can qualify for the home buyer's plan, which will allow you to withdraw up to $25,000 from your RRSP. The trick is, though, you got to remember that money has to be repaid. A lot of people forget that. And if you don't repay it... How long do you have to repay it? You have 15 years. So if you're taking out $15,000, you have to pay $1,000 for every single year. You can prepay it, obviously, to get out of it early. But if you don't, it gets added to your income. So you actually get taxed on it. People don't factor that into their overall budgeting. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you do get taxed on your RSP by the time it comes out anyway. So. <laughs> well, it depends. But I, I'm planning on being completely unemployed and in, and in a very low tax, <laughs> tax bracket when I start there, taking money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're right. You do get taxed on RSPs eventually as mm-hmm. income. Uh, but this is one of those st- situations where you can actually take your money out quote unquote tax free again it needs mm-hmm. to be repaid but you're not paying if you're withdrawing for another reason you might usually pay 25% tax right. if you're withdrawing early in this case along with the lifelong learning plan you can use it okay so let's go through then the buying process you, you like a mortgage broker yeah, it's crazy these days that like people don't realize what mortgage brokers do. So if those unfamiliar mortgage brokers, they literally deal with all the different banks and lenders. So they'll look at what you're trying to borrow or how much you need, and they'll shop around for you. So they go to Scotiabank, TD, alternative lenders, find out what's the best rate possible. And the difference is if you go to, say, uh, Brooks and Mortar Bank, you're basically dealing with their rates only. The irony mm-hmm. is if all of a sudden you go to them and say, hey, my mortgage broker got me this rate, they'd be like, oh, I can match that, right? Well, why don't you do that in the first place? Why are we wasting each other's? time. But the reason I like mortgage brokers is just because they can really work with you to find the right product with you. Because even though they can get you the lowest rate, that may not necessarily be the best product for you, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes there's strict conditions. You might not be able to prepay it. Uh, you've got very fixed terms. It only lasts for one year. So obviously, a home buying experience lasts a long time. It may last 25 years. So you want to make sure you've got the right mortgage product for you. But I think a lot of people think that they get paid so that there is a fee well, everyone's getting paid. Well, I, I, I know, but who pays them? Well, the bank pays the mortgage broker. Okay. Exactly. Right. So it's, it's true. People don't realize it. They're thinking that you pay the broker. That's incorrect. So whenever they get the mortgage, the lender pays them a commission. Well, I ha- have an insurance broker mm-hmm. uh, for car insurance and stuff, and I've found that's always been the best possible thing. Exactly. They're so, letting, you're letting them do the work for you, which yeah. is fantastic, because then basically, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Tell me the best rate, and then they'll, they'll come back with you to product. Okay, available. so what if the bank offers me a million dollars, and I'm thinking... <laughs> thinking, man, interest rates could go up. I should grab that million dollars. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was offered, my wife and I were offered a million dollars when we bought our first home a few years ago, and I literally laughed out loud. So 
you know, there's two ways of looking at it. You could go crazy. Like, you know, I got a million dollars. I'm going to spend a million dollars. That's great. But you need to keep in mind that you're going to have future expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, do you ever plan on having kids? How are you going to save for your retirement? Do you plan on taking vacations? What or? about if your air conditioner breaks? Exactly, right? Very, very good points there. you got to just make sure you're budgeting for the long term, right? You want to ensure that you've got – if you the amount you borrow now doesn't affect your long-term planning. And also you want to make a decision <laughs> about whether you want to be house poor for <laughs> exactly. 30 years. I've heard way too many stories where people max out their payments and all of a sudden they can't buy furniture. Yeah. So, and you should also, but with your mortgage, make prepayments when you can, as often as you can. Yeah. Some people I know pay biweekly. They exactly. So normally mortgages are set at monthly payments by default, mm-hmm. but he said to advance biweekly, which just means one extra payment per year. So you're paying 13 months instead of 12 months. You instantly shave three years off your mortgage just like that, mm-hmm. right? And the actual out of money pocket is probably sorry, out of pocket money is probably like only hundred dollars a month. I'm sure you can find a way to find that money. But also the fact that you're paying it two weeks early means there's two weeks less of interest on that little amount. Exactly. It's so it all adds up. Exactly. It's all, yeah, compound know, interest yeah. works both ways. Any <laughs> extra payment you make goes directly to principal, so you're not paying interest on it. That's what I love. Okay, so what about when you have your new home? You're saying you don't need to buy everything brand new. Yeah, so that's the one thing for me. It's like, you know, I have to admit that when I upgraded homes, well, when I bought my first home, I wanted all up. Mm-hmm. new furniture. In certain places, it made sense because I need a new TV stand, new TV. But at the same time, think about what are you going to do with your old furniture? And a lot of people, usually they'll give it away or donate, which are great things to do. But at the same time, you should actually think about selling some of your goods on the secondhand economy. You know, I sold a lot of things. I sold my old TV stand, an old desk, uh, even an old dining room table on Kijiji. And I ended up getting back almost $1,000. And if you look at the stats, it's crazy. If you buy and sell <coughs> items on the secondhand economy, you could put up to $2,000 back in your pocket every single year. And like we were just saying, that could go towards your mortgage prepayment, Right. Yeah, and the, but the other thing too is that uh, you can uh, you can uh, you can wait for stuff. Uh, you don't have to have it today, and by the time you know, by the time you can afford to pay for it, mm-hmm. by then the mortgage payment. The first house is always like, oh my god, I'm never going to be able to afford to buy groceries. <laughs> A year later, you're laughing about it because you adjust. And again, you can wait for the brand new living room suite. You, know, you don't I think, have to have yeah, it today. I love your point about how you can adjust because when you're getting a mortgage, that's a huge expense. You may be paying rent before, but all of a sudden you're talking about insurance, maintenance, and other things that you may not have been ready for. So yeah, it's great and you want to get your home set up right away with the right items, but at the same time, you're right. Maybe just wait a little bit and see what's out there and maybe shop around for a few different items. So where can people go to learn more? Uh, you, you know, for my personal website, you can go to moneywehave.com or follow me on Twitter at Barry Choi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. A select few drummers haven't been content to merely bask in the beat. No, they want to sing too. Joining us now for On the Record is musicologist Eric Alper. And today we're talking about, yep, you got it, some singing drummers. I want to Welcome. sing. I want to sing. I want to play drums. Two things okay. I don't do we, well in. We all want to sing here. Yeah. And none of us are any good. We have, like, between us, the three of us, yeah. would make the he- most hellish trio ever. We would break, seriously. If you really consider the talent that's... 
on this that's in this yeah. surrounding this table right now, we could likely break into the Billboard Hot Ten Thousand. <laughs> Yeah. But failing that, though, we could just talk about no, other people. No, I think we would make a viral <laughs> video. Um, it would be called Screeching Cats. Yeah, that, oh, nice. that's right. That's right. Well, YouTube would have that covered. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of drummers out there who We would aren't. have it covered, and you wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the band. That, right? was, that was the band, yeah. And, of course, you know, Levon Helm is the drummer for the band. And the band, of course, has a wealth of talent in that group. There's four individuals clearly capable of singing lead but Levon is actually has the one with the more folky sound and being the the only American in the bunch it makes it then that America's greatest band isn't overtaken by all Canadians. Levon Helm was singing on the night they drove old Dixie down, the wait up on Cripple Creek and more. And just about um, when you put him against any other drummer that's out there in the history of American music, he's got the one with the most swing, the most groove and uh, one of the best. Okay, now, when Phil Collins took over singing for Genesis, I was mortified. But look what, I mean, I thought, like... Look I, at you, really? I was like... I, You're I those people. I, I thought, this is ridiculous. But right. He, but look what he did with it. It's so what interesting that people? you say that. Because, well, because I fall in the Phil Collins Genesis camp because I'm a pop guy. And Peter Gabriel, I love his solo stuff. Yeah. But him coming out in the wolf mask and the blob and the flower kind of freaked me out because I wasn't a prog rock fan. But I can only imagine that those fans that came along when Genesis started mm-hmm. were saying, that's it, Peter Gabriel left. That's yeah, it for uh, the band. Because that's what you Cry did. Tears. Yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> Nobody had any idea that rock and roll bands can survive for 40 years. And Phil probably thought the same way because he reluctantly um, mm-hmm. auditioned for his own group to sing. He got it. And of course, you know, huge pop success. In fact, Phil Collins is one of only three musicians in history to sell over 100 million albums as both a member of the group and solo. Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson are the other two. And of course, there's Don Henley. There's Don Henley, witchy woman, desperado, not Desposito. Best of my love. Some of the biggest hits in Eagles history were sung by the drummer. That would be Don Henley. And it's no surprise that those songs rock out a little bit more than the Eagles' usual country rock sound. He wasn't flashy whatsoever. And the drumming part of the Eagles was rarely the focal point, but his undeniable presence behind the kit introduced many rock fans to the idea that the drummer could actually sing. As could Sheila E. Sheila E., one of the very, very smooth um, drummers out there. And in fact, she comes from a family full of musicians. The Escovedo family includes um, icon Alejandro, which is her uncle. Um, Javier and Mario are her uncles. Javier. 
heavier, yeah, jabier, jabier. <laughs> so you, you know what? I'm gonna do this whole segment in like in like normal my English, but Mario and Javier Escavoto, um, and her father, of course, Pete. Did I say that properly, <laughs> Pete? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, Sheila E. played with a lot of other people, including Prince, George Duke, and Herbie Hancock, among others, and had a massive hit with the glamorous life. That is why all the girls follow you. Who can forget Karen Carpenter? She longs to be close to you, close to me. Um, We've only just begun close to you, rainy days and Mondays. Um, Karen Carpenter was one of the most unsung drummer singers in music. There's a lot of people who don't remember that she was actually drumming because you don't really see a lot of videos getting a lot of... um, just a lot of airplay on YouTube mm-hmm. these days, but certainly no less influential. With her brother Richard, they became the Carpenters and uh, hit the airwaves for a lot of songs in the 1970s. And uh, wasn't really all that comfortable in the spotlight. She never recovered from health and uh, uh, mental illness, and uh, including dying from a heart failure stemming from her anorexia back in 1983. So a little bit of a troubled soul, but we still have the music for her to live on. And let's not forget Linda McCartney, who sang back up and drum, was on the drums, but didn't There's a reason sing, why she's not what? on this list. But yes, no, she was amazing. That's probably ruined no. my chance of having Paul McCartney on what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. But yes, absolutely. And there, there's a ton of them that are out there. Yeah. Um, but, okay. you know, in five minutes, what can you do? We'll talk to you next weekend. Absolutely. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. This is 1059 The Region. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. 
Did you know that glaucoma often has no early warning signs, no pain, no discomfort, no blurry vision? Our next guests are here to remind us not to wait for symptoms to visit your eye doctor. Please welcome Dr. Niru Gupta, a member of the Canadian Ophthalmological Society and Canadian Glaucoma Society, and Christoph Polis, a glaucoma patient. Thank you both for joining us today. Um, well, Dr. Nero, how is an ophthalmologist different from an optometrist or an optician? The way I like to think about it is, if you've got three O's, which is an ophthalmologist, that's the medical doctor who's trained uh, in eye care and who is able to manage and treat diseases and operate on patients with disease. An optometrist with two O's uh, is someone who is trained to screen for diseases. And an optician with one O (laughs) is someone who would fill a prescription and take care of the glasses piece. So what is glaucoma and how is it detected? Glaucoma is an irreversible cause of blindness. It is the leading cause of irreversible world blindness, and it is... Uh, a slow death of the nerve cells in the back of the eye that has no warning and no symptoms. You could ostensibly just wake up one morning and not see? The loss of sight in glaucoma is usually very slow over time, so patients are unaware that they are losing the sight because the central piece, the piece that we read with, is the last to go, but they could lose a lot of sight in their periphery before the final stages. So, Christoph, why don't you tell us about your experience with glaucoma? Oh, I was diagnosed uh, when I was 14. 14? 14, which is uh, 46 years ago. And uh, I was grade 8. I, I went to doctor, to ophthalmologist, uh, due to that I could see rainbow around the lights in the evening when, when I was walking mm. with my parents. And... I could see like a little bit, a little bit like a bad vision. So, and I, I was talking, and she looked at me. She said, "You're fine. You're perfect." And when I told her about Rainbow, she was very young. She took my pressure, and she said, "You have such a high pressure that in 24 hours you could lose your vision." And then my ordeal started at that time. That uh, I went through all kind of doctors. That was in Poland. They did laser operations uh, on my eyes. Didn't help for the pressure at all. Uh, Forty-six years ago, they didn't have as much as knowledge about glaucoma like right now. Like Dr. Yeah. Mutta knows yeah. a lot, and she helped and uh, yeah. she saved my life basically in Canada. Uh, so uh, they they didn't they couldn't do uh, nothing. Finally, they got uh, in Warsaw. Uh, Lagrange method from from France. They did some channels in my eyes, and the pressure was released. And then I I had to emigrate from Poland, Barcelo, and so on. So I went to to Canada, and in Canada I was getting like five different drops uh, because it started again uh, ah. the pressure on my eyes. I have the left eye is kind of damaged quite a lot, and and uh, finally uh, some Michael's Hospital hired uh, Dr. Gupta, who performed operations almost 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Then after that, she did uh, cataract operations, which was very difficult because having the eyes cut so many times. I had five operations on each eye. But my 
I managed anyways to live normally, normal life due to help from Dr. Gupta. I was running well, business, my children uh, could finish law schools and uh, one of them, because glaucoma is like 50-50, you can develop it at an early age, which I didn't know before. And uh, my daughter, younger daughter was diagnosed when she was eight. Is it hereditary? Yeah, there's a very strong fam- a very strong uh, hereditary component. So if you have a family history of glaucoma, so I know that there are no symptoms, but the main message is, is every single person who hasn't had an eye exam should be checked for glaucoma because it's not something you're going to show up at the door with. Uh, the major risk factors are high pressure. If you've got a family member with the disease, your risk of, of having glaucoma goes up almost 10 times. You're seeing high pressure. Does that mean people with high blood pressure or high pressure in the eye? And the only way that that can be detected is by getting your eyes checked. Is that the puff test? It can be what you could get screened by the optometrist, Mm -hmm. um, but but it could be a puff test. It could be direct touch. But but the other key is that uh, looking at the optic nerve is an important part, the optic nerve at the back of the eye. So he was talking about pressure. You were talking about pressure. So what exactly happens with glaucoma? I understand that the, the, the seeing part, the reading part is the last thing to go, but what is happening back there? The pressure in the eye is causing damage on the nerve cells. And the pressure comes from where? There's a fluid that is continuously produced in the eye and exits the eye at a, at a regular rate. And for normal people, it's a, a, an in and out that is equal. But in patients with glaucoma, it's very difficult for the fluid to leave the eye. So that's why ah. surgery has to so be done. Channels so, so that you open up channels so that yeah. the fluid can exit the eye and then rest- restore a normal pressure. But 14 seems yeah. so young. Glaucoma, people think know. that glaucoma is a disease of the elderly. Anyone can have glaucoma, can be diagnosed at birth, as at, at, in childhood, as an adult. And so I would say anyone who is old enough to cooperate with an eye examination sh- should be Checked. Having one, yeah, and um, and as you get older, you want to go for annual checkups, and it really is important. And if you've got risk factors, so if you've got a family history of disease, you definitely want to be checked. That's what I wanted to ask you because because you did. You said your daughter uh, was, was diagnosed as well. Who else is at risk? Is there a, a specific ethnic group that's more at risk than the others? Like some of the anyone, other diseases? Any anyone can have glaucoma. I mean, we have um, there are uh, certain. Uh, ethnic groups that have a predisposition to a type of glaucoma that is maybe got narrow angles where it may be more acute, but glaucoma um, is uh, can be uh, seen in anybody. Is it reversible? The damage from glaucoma, once it's done, is irreversible. And I think that's the call to action. The call to action is let's get it in everybody who has the disease or uh, uh, let's get it while we can address it and prevent further vision loss. So the disease is about stopping progressive disease. Well, um, you were talking about the fact that you were diagnosed and suffering like 45 years ago or whenever b- before we were advanced. Now, in the last 45 years, have we made the kind of steps that if you got in and got an early diagnosis, which we're hearing about everything, prostate cancer and everything else, if you get an early diagnosis, you're going to live a normal life. We have the tools and technology now and the types of drugs that we didn't have 
back then. So with drops, not too many per day. If it's early disease, that may just be enough, a drop a day or a, or a mm-hmm. few. If you need more, we have laser technologies that we didn't have uh, uh, 10 years ago that allow us to try to bring in some, some new exit pathways for flow. And we also have surgeries that we didn't have before. So all of these tools are available to us. Christoph, what would you say to people listening to this? If somebody is diagnosed, they shouldn't panic, first of all. Like my parents really took care of me. They, they were looking around the world for, uh, for help. Mm-hmm. And they found. And I watch my eyes like every day. I wake up, I look, oh, I can see, I'm happy. Okay, and I have to go every half a year to Dr. Gupta, who is really mm-hmm. taking care of me and of my daughter. And, 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 you know, we can live normal life. But the first doctor told me, you're going to be blind. Just find a job to my parents. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you prove them wrong. Everybody, if you haven't, everybody been, the message is, if you haven't been checked for glaucoma, go out and get it done. Yeah. So where can people find more information? About the Canadian on. Ophthalmological Society is a not-for-profit national organization that takes care of eye care and vision. Go to their website. There's a ton of information available there. We are the uh, the uh, national authority, uh, and um, with over a thousand members, and uh, work with governments and uh, all of the advocacy groups. So there's lots. At the website. I just want one question. Is this a specialty where you have to have your family doctor refer you for an appointment? This is a specialty where you're, you can be referred by an optometrist. Okay. okay. Excellent. That's great. Dr. Nehru Gupta and Christoph Polis, thank you for coming and nice to see you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Hey, yo. Listening to is Hey Yo's, the brand new single by reggae soul hop artist Melodic Yoza, who joins us now in the studio. Welcome back to what she said. Oh, well, are you guys doing blessings and salad dressing to you both? <laughs> Thank you. Yowza, what's up, Radio World? Yowza, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, what's up? Uh, what a great track. Yeah. And we love the music video for it. If you haven't seen it, you're walking the streets of Toronto's Kensington Market, greeting and interacting with everyone. <laughs> yes. He's probably doing the salad dressing greeting. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing. So tell us about that. 
What the, the music video? Uh, well, it's a music video. Just me, you know. My I actually go around and say yowza to everyone. If I never call one known by their name, I always say yowza. What I'm saying, bye, hello, and everything. So, well, yeah, you use you seem to use it interchangeably. Greetings, yes. introduce yourself, yes. or to say hi, bye to someone. Yes, right. Yes. So that's the whole idea about it. So I created a song that you know mm-hmm. show yeah. my character and my charisma and just you know connecting yeah. with people like I always do. You know, mm-hmm. this is like my normal life. <laughs> Now, you spent most of your youth in Jamaica before moving to Toronto at the age of 15. Yeah. What was the transition like? Uh, it was cool. It was actually kind of surprising in a way for me because I left from Jamaica to go all the way to Alberta. That's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, the first thing I saw was a lot of people smoking. Um, but they weren't actually smoking. It was steam coming out of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a little chilly, was yeah, it? <laughs> in, the, in the winter time, I yeah. saw that. So, and then I, my mom bought me hot chocolate, and it was it got real cold real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are some of the memories that I remember first time arriving. First, in Canada. yeah. Yeah. Well, people do talk about, especially this summer, that there's almost an 80 degree with humidex and wind chill, an 80 <laughs> yeah. degree. Difference in yeah, in, in, ca- in this country. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's um, pretty humid here. Um, it, it gets hot like that you know, back home in Jamaica, but mm-hmm. there's always cool breeze in the ocean. Exactly. You know? Now you've got a new album out September fourth. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Country Boy Kingston. Country Boy Kingston. Yes. Really. Yes. This is uh, <laughs> moving in a different direction. Uh, no, it's, uh, no, it's not country with, music. No, no, it's no. not. Country. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the theme of that actually is representing um, a country boy leaving from the country to go to, to the, the city, city to make it. Cool. And we have a lot of country boy Kingston in anywhere in Canada, maybe leaving from Barry to go to Toronto to make mm-hmm. it. You know. Yeah. So that's a concept. You know, someone leaving from a small town to go to the city, and I kind of wrote it. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie The Order They Come. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Cliff, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same concept. I was thinking about that, so yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So this is my inspiration, you know, and my kind of like my life. I'm talking about, but inspiring people. How can people find you? What's your website? Social um, media. dot com, and all my name on social media is the same. Melodicals on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. All good. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Everywhere you could be. Yes, it's okay. Malachi. Okay, Yes. Thank you for joining us again. No problem. Thanks for having me. And blessings and suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for what she said this weekend. Yes. We'll be back next Saturday and Sunday at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. Singing us out now in our live studio sessions. Here is Mr. Salad dressing himself, Melodic Yoza, yeah. performing Hey <laughs> Thanks very much. Gratitude is my attitude. What are you coming to call? Mr. Reggae Solap, taking over your black region of the gaps. What she said? Hey, yos, hey, yos. I hear the people them screaming, oh, yos. Hey, yos, hey, yos. I hear the people them screaming, oh, yos. Hey, yos, hey, yos. I hear the people them screaming, oh, yos. Hey, yos. Hey, Ain't no stopping with the king, baby. Style I'm flipping, bound to drive them crazy. Please step aside if I know you're not ready. Country boy, but I'm legendary. Like rice and peas with the oxen gravy. I'm extra, extra ordinary. And I've been this way before the glory. But not for them don't know the yow's story. Hey, yow. Hey, yow. I hear the people them screaming, oh yes, hey yes, hey yes, 
I hear the people them screaming out yows Hey yows Hey yows I hear the people them screaming out yows Hey yows Hey yows I'm a dip dip Reggae diplomatic Straight out to get to coronation market Flying things up and name for the target Remember when them used to call me local artists Now I make each song collect the profit Everywhere we go man, we bring traffic Cause I'm so, I'm so yous about it So when you see me rolling, don't be Go, hey yous, hey yous I hear the people them screaming out yous Hey yous, hey yous I hear the people them screaming out yows Hey yows, hey yows I hear the people them screaming out yows Hey yows, hey yows Think up, bring a soul out music I'm Mr. Yows and thanks for having me You know what it is, what she said <laughs> What y'all said Hey yows, hey yows Album out soon One, two I come up for you, we don't stop. <laughs> so I come up for you, we don't stop. Country boy kicks the. I hear the people them screaming out yells. Hey yells, hey yells, hey yells. I hear the people them screaming out yells. Hey yells, hey yells, hey yells. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at what she said talk.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. 
and thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.